Hello and welcome to Heading North. My name is Nick, your host as always, and I want to take a quick second to apologize for the past few weeks of missing episodes. Uh, initially ran into some technical difficulties and just with all the travel and everything else that was going on over the past couple weeks, I didn't get a chance to get some recordings in. So this is the first one back from that happening. Uh, thank you so much to everyone for supporting the show and continuing to listen. Seems like a lot of people went back and listened to the previous episode just, uh, I don't know, I guess because you were hoping for an episode. So I do apologize again. But um, Um, This episode is going to be a lot of fun and is on a subject that's near and dear to my heart as of the past couple of years, and that is rock climbing. Now, I do a lot of indoor rock climbing and plan to take that outdoors up the North Shore once everything uh, kind of warms up here in northern Minnesota. Like I said, over the past couple of years, rock climbing has really become something that I enjoy a lot. It's a great workout, both in cardio and strength training. And it's just a really good way to clear my head. As long as you do it safely, I I think the biggest thing that everyone needs to remember when they're talking about going climbing is that it is inherently dangerous as you are climbing up tall areas and you need to have protective equipment with you. But we'll get to that kind of in the equipment section of this episode. For those of you who haven't been rock climbing before, it may seem daunting, but it is relatively easy unless you do have fear of heights or anything along those lines. Most gyms nowadays offer auto belays, which are ways for you to be able to climb up a wall and be attached to a belay device and not get hurt. So that's a great way for you just to kind of jump into things. Or if you have friends who are going who really know what they're doing, then that's another option that you have to kind of get out there as a newcomer to climbing and experience it. Even if you aren't going to do it continuously, it's something that I think everyone or anyone should experience at least once. And as excited as I am to have this episode happen, I want to make it clear to everyone that I'm not an expert on this. These are things that I've learned over time, as well as the gear that I personally use and personally recommend. If anyone wants to add anything to this, you can absolutely send a message in to info at headingnorthpodcast.com and I'll respond to you right away. And even if you just want to put up a story or something like that, you can do that as well by sending it to info at headingnorthpodcast.com. So really to jump into things, there are a few different types of rock climbing. Traditional or trad climbing is a type of climbing where a climber or a group of climbers carry and place all their gear required to climb, removing them once they are finished with that climb. So they take those devices back off. What this means effectively is that they go up to a rock face, there's no anchors or hooks or anything on the wall for them to use. So they have to build that as they climb up to keep themselves safe. Trad climbing is one of the oldest forms of rock climbing outside of mountaineering or alpine climbing. Slightly newer to the climbing scene is sport climbing. Sport climbing requires permanently fixed anchors and at times bolts in order to allow climbers to ascend the wall. So unlike trad climbing, they physically have those anchors and everything set up for them so they can just clip right in. Bouldering is a form of rock climbing that is devoid ropes and harnesses. This is what I started climbing on was bouldering as I lived in New England where the glacial dumpage left a bunch of very large boulders in order for you to be able to to do this successfully. But it's generally done on smaller walls and as the name would allude, large boulders. Bouldering can also be performed indoors. Many rock climbing gyms incorporate both climbing and bouldering options. I know the gyms I go to offer up to 170, if not over 1,000 feet, depending on which location I go to. The one in in the Twin Cities, Minnesota and St. Paul, I know has a lot more footage. But I also have a gym to me available up here that has about 100, 120 feet of bouldering wall as well. Top rope climbing is a very popular form of climbing and can be found in many indoor climbing gyms. Top roping is when there is a fixed anchor at the top 
of the area being climbed that has a climbing rope fed through it and is being fed by a belayer at the bottom of the wall. So this is something that you would experience more so when you're also using an auto belay like I had spoken about before. A belayer is the person who controls the climbing rope a climber is using. A belayer keeps the lines tight in order to ensure that if a climber falls, they are caught by the rope as quickly as possible. Now, differing from top roping, lead climbing is when the ropes run directly from the belayer to the climber. As the climber goes up the cliff, he or she clips the rope into bolts that are fixed to the wall or removable pieces of trad gear. Free solo climbing or free soloing is when a climber forgoes all ropes and harnesses. This type of climbing requires immense amount of skill and is very dangerous. I do not envy the people who do this because I feel like my anxiety would be through the roof being a few hundred feet up in the air and having absolutely no protective gear. But now that we have the basic understanding of the types of climbing available, let's look at the equipment that is needed to climb. So most important to almost all climbing is the rope itself. If you are just starting to climb, it is important to get proper training on how to climb using a rope and get practice at an indoor climbing gym or recreation area that offers outdoor climbing before purchasing your own climbing rope. That's simply just so you get the rope that you actually need and you don't accidentally purchase something that is not sufficient to the climbing that you're doing. You'll also need a harness. Uh, Your choice in harness will depend on the type of climbing you will be doing and the price you are intending on spending. When purchasing a harness as a catch-all to multiple types of climbing, it is important to purchase something that is comfortable and versatile. I personally use a black diamond momentum harness. It works for trad climbing, top roping, as well as lead climbing and rappelling. So I, I really like that option and it's extremely comfortable. Now you'll also need a belay device if you are planning on belaying somebody else. A belay device is essentially a mechanical friction brake that the belayer uses uh, friction on the rope that is fed through the device to keep the climber safe from falls and makes it possible to lower the climber for an ascent. As far as belay devices go, you can purchase a simple belay device like the Black Diamond ATC-XP belay device. These are made of a wire loop connected uh, to a metal device with two inlets. They're great for uh, belay devices. I highly recommend investing in something like the Grigri from Pretzel or another assisted brake belay device. An assisted brake belay device like the Grigri feeds the climbing rope through the device and has a locking friction brake to assist with the support surprise falls and assist in holding the climber and lowering them safely. Up next we have carabiners. A carabiner is a device that attaches things without fear of them being detached. Most of you know what these clips are. Uh, The catch is that carabiners needed for climbing need to be heavier duty than ones we have our keys on. And it's also important to find a carabiner that you can lock in order to prevent the rope from sliding out. Depending on the type of climbing you're doing, you may also need a quick draw. Now, quick draws also use carabiners, but they are non-locking carabiners, and it uses two of them, and they are attached by a center corded or sewn webbing in order to be able to make it so both sides can clip on. And these are used to clip onto both an anchor on the wall and then the rope that the climber is using. As I had stated before, rock climbing is inherently dangerous and requires personal protective equipment. The most important piece of personal protective equipment you need is a helmet. Now, I can't remember the exact statistic, but if you are going anything over than head height, you should technically have a helmet. This is simply because you want to make sure that if anything falls, it does not knock you unconscious or hurt you or injure your head. But also, if you fall, you have that protection so that you don't end up breaking your head open or anything that could be much you know, more serious than a simple fall. 
You may also want to invest in belay gloves. That way, if you are belaying someone, you aren't hurting your hands when you go to catch them or have to lower them down. Now, other than protective gear, you're also going to need a few simple items in order to make sure that you uh, can climb to the best of your ability. The first of which is chalk. So chalk is an abrasive material that gets on your fingers and it helps protect them as you're climbing and gives you grip. Since you have chalk, you're also going to need something like a chalk bag that holds your chalk because it can get very messy and you want to make sure that you can hold it on either your hip or bring it with you when you're bouldering. You will also need rock climbing shoes. These are shoes that have a very hard rubber toe and sole in order to make it so that you can hook into areas or crevices in order to climb. And I personally highly recommend some type of ointment or lotion for the end of your climb in order to make sure that you are able to keep your hands from injury. But in case of injury, you may also want to bring some rock climbing tape or any type of medical tape in order to wrap any of the areas where your hand tears from climbing. When you're first starting on a rock climbing, there is one major knot that you need to know, and that is the figure eight. This is how you're going to tie yourself when you are going to be belayed or top rope or anything along those lines when you're climbing up the wall. So uh, just if you are deciding to start looking into how to climb and you are about to go, it would be uh, beneficial for you to teach yourself how to do the figure eight. That way you understand how to moor yourself into the climbing rope when you begin your climb. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can find us at www.headingnorthpodcast.com. If you want to find Heading North on social media, just search Heading North Podcast on Instagram and Facebook or Heading North Pod on Twitter. To support what it is we do here, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Heading North Podcast or you can buy some show merch over at www.headingnorthpodcast.com forward slash shop. And as always, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts as that is the best way for this show to grow. 